Week seven of the NFL season is upon us in 2023. We got Jag Saints on Thursday night football, and it's time to make our six pack of picks for some of our favorite games in week seven, including game of the week coming at you right now. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Big ups to all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I mean, there's injuries every season in the NFL, Matt, but there are yeah. quarterback injuries specifically all over the league. And that's a big tie in with our six pack of picks this week and bad news for the Indianapolis Colts. Let's start there with the Colts and the Browns this week. The Browns are visiting the Colts, the uh, Browns on the road favored by three points. And uh, before you can get into that game, Anthony Richardson rookie season's over kind of before it really got going and they're going to put him on. He's already on IR, but they're not going to bring him back. looks like season ending surgery for Anthony Richardson. And um, is, is the, is the history with the organization and Andrew Luck, I wonder, playing into this decision for the Indianapolis Colts? Yeah, who's to say? I mean, I, I think they are siding on, you know, erroring on the side of caution. I th- by the sound of it, they were trying anything but this, you know, to l- at least get him possibly back. Who's to say? But, I mean, unlike Fields or some of these other quarterback situations out there where injuries are uh, in the mix, I think everyone's just going to say, you know, Richardson is the starter next year. I mean, like, uh, I don't think you worry about that. I'm sure people will question his durability and things of that nature. But I think he showed enough that we're just going to have to delay the year, but he's the guy. But it's really unfortunate because he's also a blast to watch. Well, and the bummer is he needed the most on-field development of all the young quarterbacks. And so you start to get towards what we saw with Trey Lance with the 49ers. And, okay, he only played one season of college ball. He needs to play the most, so we're going to go through the growing pains in in year one. Okay, now, oh, shoot, okay, now he misses almost the whole season, so now you have to start season two and kind of start over with some of those growing pains because he's not going to be able to practice all year either until Mm -hmm. the the offseason. And then if you get through year two and he's still not good, you have to start making decisions about your – your your quarterback long term, so that that's the difficulty of a raw quarterback on top of a young quarterback. And and all quarterbacks need some development, but when you're especially raw and you need to play the most, it's it's unfortunate. And, and he was the one guy that needed to really go through all of those growing pains and, and play a full season of football this year. So hate that for Richardson. Hate that for the Colts. Yeah, if if the negatives after his rookie year were. Eh, I'm worried about his accuracy or doesn't process defenses well enough, you'd be like. Okay, maybe he'll get it. He hasn't had a lot of time, you know. Where this one, it's like that's the last thing you want to hear. I mean, so that's that's rough. As for this game, focusing on the Browns, I was very excited to bet against them in Week Seven. You know, I mean, 
letdown hangover game. I mean, they were celebrating like they won the Super Bowl when they beat your Niners. And I get it. Huge win. And just the history of the organization, which I know firsthand and know well, they don't deal with prosperity particularly well. But I assume Watson's going to play. I don't like how Minshew's playing. And this game's only three points. I thought they'd be favored by like seven. And then I was excited to bet against them. So I'm going to take the Brownies based on their defense and, you know, Watson. Generally, I like a home dog. But in this one, I, I don't, Matt. And the, the argument here for the home dog bet is just the get everything out of your mind. You got a home underdog. You got a team playing that's a good defense with a bad offense in the Browns. So even if they win, it could be a close game. So mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, it's probably going to be a three-point game anyway, so I'll take the points. So that's kind of the home dog argument, and I would understand that. But watching these teams recently, I'm with you. I think I got to take the Browns unless that starts to that line starts to creep up a little bit, and I'll give up those points, even for the Browns on the road. Yeah, I don't love the line. That's, that's my issue with it. It's- uh, and by the way, you mentioned Fields, Garoppolo. There's Bears Raiders game. We were going to have that in our six pack, and we don't even know enough about that quarterback situation yet uh, to, to start talking about that with those quarterback injuries. So, I mean, it's quarterbacks injured all over the place. We're going to end today's pod talking about Thursday nighter and getting you ready for for Jags and Saints. And uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence has an injury as well. So, I mean, there this is one after another. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, it's one after another in the NFL. And like these are quarterbacks. And and I had a feeling, Matt. We, we have some extra time today. We only have, uh, well, we have, usually we do a six-pack plus Thursday night. We're going to include the Thursday nighter in our six-pack just because so many teams are on by this week. So we do have an extra time to dive into some subjects here the next mm. pods, Matt, when we make our picks. But um, one of the things I thought preseason coming into the year was, man, there's a lot of athletic running quarterbacks. And I say running as in able to run as a significant portion of your offense. Sure. Put yourself in harm's way. Right. And players that get hit are players that get hurt. And now we're seeing it right now. And it's it's team building wise, it's difficult. Are we going to start seeing quarterback by committee? Because when you have, you have Justin Fields and you have Anthony Richardson, and uh, we've seen what the, the Ravens have gone through the last couple of Decembers with Lamar Jackson. And Lamar, ja- yeah. Lamar Jackson is the best I've ever seen at not getting hit for being a quarterback who runs a lot, but you're going to take some punishment if you're getting hit a lot. And so um, if I was a GM and I was building a team, I would try really hard to have a quarterback who operated in the pocket as much as possible. Cause I want to protect my quarterback as much as possible because I don't want my franchise quarterback getting hurt. Now you can't protect him hundred percent and you want to be able to utilize, utilize the assets and the skills that you have and, and have a quarterback that can make plays on the run. But man, it is a, uh, it is really a give and take there. And I don't know if there's a true answer yet. And I think we just need a bigger sample. And if, if all of these quarterbacks that are so good at running the football get continually hurt, like how, how can you expect to build a championship team around that player? Yeah. And again, there's a shortage. You know, we talk about how why scoring's down. There's not enough good quarterbacks on the planet to, you know, right. to score 25, 30 points a game. I'd rather have um, a good running quarterback than a bad pocket quarterback. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I'd still rather have Richardson than Minshew. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you got to lump Kyler Murray in there too, in terms of the runners that aren't staying healthy of late. And we'll talk, there's a little tease for later tomorrow. And, but two notes on that is I look at the bears and say, I'm not picking on Tyler Badgett or whatever his name is, but I mean, like that can't be your answer when you have like the most cap space in the league for your number two is, you know, you couldn't find somebody, a Tyrod Taylor type that, 
when your quarterback is getting hit more than anyone in the league, basically a lot of it by design. And he's even not out of the woods in terms of, you know, his fields a successful NFL starter. You don't even know that yet this offseason. And couldn't he use a Tyrod Taylor to help him with things as opposed to him helping Tyler Badgent in the quarterback room? Like, to me, that's a little bit of malpractice when you go in with Badgent as your two. I mean, I hope the kid has a wonderful career, but that's just not smart by the Bears. And last note, I mean, and I think our two teams are really obvious in this regard. I'm shocked there's more, there's not more of a market for the Darnolds and Trubisky's and those type of dudes. The failed early picks that can at least get you out of a game, if not more. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't think the backup quarterbacks are making crazy. There was a last no. year, actually, I think there was like some, like Trubisky. I was surprised. Like, oh, okay, Trubisky's mm-hmm. getting double digit millions to to sign there to, to be a stopgap starter. But this year, uh, I think it was lower than I thought. Taking a lot less, yeah. So when you're talking about five million dollars for a backup quarterback, when you uh, uh, and those those quarterbacks can be coaches on the field too and help out a young quarterback. Exactly. Well. Yeah. So um, having Minshew is is smart for the Colts, but having Badgett for the Bears, not True. smart probably. <laughs> right, right. And again, I'm not picking on the kid. I hope he has a great career, but. In theory, it doesn't make much sense. And maybe he's a lot better than 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 we know. So maybe we'll find that out this week, and then we'll get, we'll, we'll get some information on Garoppolo. We'll get some information on uh, on Fields, uh, not looking good there uh, for for that game. And we'll pick, make those picks on Friday. But uh, you teased it there with the Cardinals. Cardinals at Seahawks. But the biggest story for the Cardinals right now might be who's starting to practice this week next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Bird Dogs. I love my Bird Dogs and Bird Dogs, man, they make you look good. But you know what? You feel good while you are looking good in your Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you that truly sculpted look. And they are so versatile. You can wear your Bird Dogs shorts or your Bird Dog pants just about anywhere. They fit way better than regular shorts. They're made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fixed any of those issues about comfort and style by inventing their own cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement uh bird dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric as well that keeps you cool and dry all day long so you can take it from the office to the golf course you can go to the barbecue uh in the sun and stay cool and dry all day long uh i love my my uh my bird dog pants they're so functional and i've worn them to a ton of events whether it's work just hanging out going shopping golfing you know an evening out whatever it is bird dogs are ready for that adventure and all you got to do is go to birddogs.com slash locked on nfl and enter promo code locked on nfl at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order that's birddogs.com slash locked on nfl for a free water bottle at checkout you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right. We got some good news here for the Arizona Cardinals, Matt. We got the Cardinals at Seahawks. The Seahawks at home favored by eight against their division rival Cardinals. But uh, the practice windows open it up for Kyler Murray. Yeah. So I was blown away to read earlier this week. Jalen Ramsey's going to practice this week. And now Kyler Murray and, you know, not to be, Outdone, Buda Baker. They're they're opening the window for Buda Baker and Kyler Murray, which means they can start practicing. If you, this is kind of a new rule. You can start practicing, and you have 21 days from that th- that day the window was open to either be activated or spend the rest of the year on IR, no chance of coming back. And my two thoughts are: Wow, that's great. We may see these guys 
when I didn't think we might see them at all. But then I kind of thought about it from a Cardinals perspective, which isn't the same as the Dolphins at all. It's kind of put up or shut up time for the Cardinal season. You know, like, let's open the window and maybe he doesn't return in 21 days and we try to go get the first overall pick. You know what I mean? Or we open the window because he's ready and we're kind of better than we thought. and Maybe we'll win eight games this year, you know? And I'm watching Joshua Dobbs play, and uh, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm looking at how chippy the Cardinals have been this year, and they're kind of under talented, but they haven't had their two best players that are going to start practicing. Right. I mean, right. that makes a difference. You have Buda Baker on that defense, and you have Kyler Murray. How good is Kyler Murray going to look like if indeed it turns out that Cliff Kingsbury wasn't running, uh, you know, a professional, a professional operation there? You know, whether it's offense, however he was doing it as head coach, it didn't work out great. And the way Kyler Murray's career started and kind of has has plateaued under Kingsbury makes me think there's a lot more there potentially for Kyler Murray. Could that yeah. could he go back to his star path that he was on earlier on in his career with a new coaching staff, with a new program there in Arizona? And might we start to see that in the second half of this year and give them crazy momentum with two first round picks going into 2024? Yeah. And then you draft Marvin Harrison Jr., you know, instead of, you know, Drake May, maybe, or, you know, because yeah. you know his contract's hard to get out of if you were to try to trade him anyway. But back to our first segment conversation. Let's give Josh Dobbs some credit, man. I mean, he was the perfect backup, stopgap, professional, and what a mentor he's going to be for Kyler, who we know his work ethic concerns, or Drake Bay next year. You know what I mean? Like, Josh Dobbs is the number two that is perfect. He should be back in the field. Yeah, and Dobbs knew the the offense coming in from the Browns, which is mm-hmm. why he ended up being the, the choice for them. And we thought – we thought it was such an odd choice. So a, another bit of props for the Cardinals. Cause we just thought, thought yeah. it was such an odd choice. Like, wait a second. The perfect Scott stopgap is, is Colt McCoy. You look up stopgap in the, in the dictionary <laughs> right, right. And McCoy's faces right there, you know, and you moved him out to bring in Josh Dobbs. I thought that was really interesting. And it's worked out swimmingly it was for right before the, the season. It was like yeah, a couple days before opening day. Right. Right. And, uh, so that, that gives me a lot of hope for what Kyler could look like. Cause Kyler's just more talented than Josh Dobbs is. And, uh, and and of course, Buda Baker's kind of their heart and soul player on the defense of that team too. So the, those two players can make a huge difference. I don't know if it'll be a massive difference in wins and losses the rest of the year, but uh, I gotta imagine if they're opening up the 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 window for especially Kyler Murray right now, then he's gonna play in the next couple of weeks. And, and it's, I would it's think all so. Out yeah, and, and I would not think you're looking. And assuming Caleb Williams is really the prize and this, you know, the super prospect. They may look at this thing and be like, we're not going to outrace the Bears slash Panthers and Broncos to get the first overall pick. We're too good. We've right. already right. we're, we're too good for that. And we got a quarterback anyway that's talented mm-hmm. and number one overall talented. So let's go. Yeah. Let's coach him up. That yeah. being said, I'm taking Seattle minus seven and a half <laughs> is what I'm looking at. I just think it's a brutal place to play. Seattle had a tough week. I expect a big rebound game from them. And I think Arizona's trending the wrong direction. And I think Seattle wins this game by double digits. And we've seen we've seen guys like Cooper Cup jump in. Practice window opens on Wednesday, and they're playing on Sunday. Yeah. Could be that and situation for Kyler Murray. But again, Kyler Murray's probably going to need some time to acclimate, and so I wouldn't expect him to play so much better than Josh Dobbs, who's played pretty well so far this yeah. year. So that if he plays this week, it's probably not enough of a of a jump for me to. Uh, but eight points. Can't believe he'd play this week. 
Eight points is a Eight, lot sorry, for is. the Seahawks. Uh, the Seahawks are playing a lot better. We talked a little bit about the Seahawks and how much better they've started playing um, recently and getting some injured players back, which is important for them as well. They are at home. It's a tough place to play. So it, it's tough, but I, I think I will give up the eight points. But we've seen in multiple games last week, and our subject matter this week uh, before the quarterback injuries today was how the defenses have kind of s- struck back against the offenses around the league. And uh, if you're not scoring a ton of points, it's hard to win by eight in the NFL. So I actually don't really like this line. And uh, I think there's there's a lot of potential for the Cardinals to uh, to make this one closer than eight. So I probably wouldn't touch it. But if I had to choose one, I'm, I'm going to choose the, the Seahawks because I like the way they're playing. And I kind of told myself I'm going to take the points this week after all the low scoring stuff we've seen. But I'm not good on this one. Another big line this week is the Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots. And uh, the Bills are getting... Uh, or the Patriots, I'm sorry, at home are getting eight and a half, but the Patriots are a disaster. And of all the home dogs in the league, the Patriots are the one I don't really want to take right now. Matt, how do you feel about this? I'm not touching the Pats. I really think that they're uh, going to get their doors blown off. I mean, I keep telling myself, take the points this week, but Buffalo's a tier two team, if not better. New England's a bottom tier team, and I can't see how this game's competitive. I really don't. And Buffalo's been playing some pretty good defense as well. Yeah, so, yeah, um, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to take the the favorite again here. Give up eight and a half, and I think we're going to see Malik Cunningham real soon. Oh, I do too. I Maybe do too. even this week, and certainly in packages and things like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of ways to blame the Patriots and and kind of let let Mac Jones have a pass, but Mac Jones is playing bad football. Awful. He had an interception last week. That was like, what are you doing, man? It just yeah. can't happen. Their yeah. offense is worse than last year's when everyone just wanted to blame Patricia. I mean, it's yeah, much exactly. worse. Right. Uh, it's unbelievable. So, yeah, uh, give me the Buffalo Bills. I, I, can't, I can't touch anything about the Patriots right now. Can't, can't make no. that line big enough for me, especially unless it's double digits. I bet that gets to 12. I mean, I can't imagine that I can staying under 10. Yeah. That's one you might want to get on early. Uh, we've got the game of the week, which is – the Detroit Lions at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens at home favored by three against the Lions, Matt. Neutral field. I like the Lions right now. So does the, does the three points make a big difference for me here? And uh, going on the road for the Lions. So it's a perfect line because, you know, you get three points at home. So that means I like the Lions neutral. That means maybe four points for me. So give me the – I'm trying to do some math in my head. Uh, and it, it only involves four digits and it's still difficult for me right now. Um the Lions, give me the Lions. Like the way the Lions are playing. Baltimore, little funky, good football team. It's game of the week because I think it's going to be close. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the road dogs, Detroit Lions against the Ravens. I love the Lions in this one, getting points. I, not only do I think they're a better team than Baltimore, it's close, but there I think they're a better team. I'm maybe jumping the gun, but I think the home road golf lion situation is starting to become a thing of the past. And a lot of it's because the lions have an elite offensive line and great offensive lines travel. And, you know, you don't have to ask your quarterback to do things over and over and over. And what I don't like about the Ravens situation is they chose not to get a bye week after playing overseas and, you know, they are home, but that has to take a lot out of you last week. That's a great point. And they, you, so you come from a London trip right back home and play one of your most difficult opponents of the year. Right. So yeah. It looked like an easy game two years ago, but it's not. I mean, right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and we, yeah, another great point by you, Matt. 
rarity back-to-back good points from Matt Williamson. Yeah, uh, it happens <laughs> once a year or so. Uh, we, we talk, we think so much about quarterbacks. It's like, ah, golf against uh, against Lamar Jackson. This is going to be a good matchup of quarterbacks. But up front, the Lions have a huge advantage, especially with their offensive line, because that that's one of the things that is that, that people don't talk about enough is how good they are up front and uh, and how they're able to run the football, protect their quarterback, and, and allowing golf to make those plays. Yep, and I think that's a key on the road, tough environment. Maybe there's weather, I don't know, but I'll run behind Penny Sue all day. Yep. So we're both taking the lines and the points there. Two more. We got Steelers and Rams, some injury concerns in both of these games, plus the Thursday nighter, Jaguars at Saints next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Any of these lines we're mentioning on today's podcast, all brought to you by FanDuel. So you can get in on any of this action. You like the, the Browns Colts, you like Lions Ravens, or how about Steelers, Rams, Thursday Nighter, Jaguars, and Saints? You can bet on all of those spreads, player props, over-unders, and a whole lot more at America's number one sports book. And right now at FanDuel, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose, no matter what happens on that first $5 bet, you get $200 more to play around with. Build your own parlays on the FanDuel website, on the app. It couldn't be easier to use the app. So much fun to bet on NFL football, but you got college football. You got uh, NBA and NHL getting going. You got playoff baseball and uh, tons of other sports, combat sports, motorsports to have fun with, with that extra $200 in bonus bets, by the way, at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Today's episode is also brought to you by Jace Medical and the Jace Case. The Jace Case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections for uh, potentially life-saving emergency situations. Whether you are on vacation with your family and maybe have some specific needs for your family and might be far away from uh, any sort of medical emergency services, or you don't have cell phone service to call in case of an emergency. There are, you know, there, we've seen fires in, in Hawaii. And, you know, if you live in a certain part of the country, hurricanes and tornadoes could could strike. And supply chain shortages in the medical industry uh, have been common since the pandemic. And so there's tons of emergency situations that you could be prepared for with your Jace Medical Jace case. And all you have to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter code locked on at checkout for $20 discount on your order. Again, that is jacemedical.com, enter code locked on, promo code locked on at jacemedical.com, J A S E medical.com. Here we go. We got your Pittsburgh Steelers, Matt, at the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams at home are favored by three points. We got some injuries in this one, and no doubt you've done a lot of work already on, on Steelers Rams for week seven. I have, and I'll, I'll say the more and more homework I do on it, the more respect I have for Stafford, McVay, what the Rams were able to accomplish thus far, beating some decent teams. But I think the bye is huge for the Steelers, and they were way better after their bye last year. They've actually won six in a row off their bye, which is the longest streak in the league. Tomlin's 12-4 and four after the bye for his career. And I know this is a, quote, a road game in L.A. on the other side of the country, but I'll bet everything I have that it's at least 50% Steeler fans in that stadium. I mean, I basically know that for a fact. And speaking of health, Cam Hayward's the only Steeler that's not going to play in this game. So Deontay's back, Friar moves back. I mean, all those guys, 
I don't know who wins, but I definitely am taking the points here and feel pretty confident about that. I would prefer it if the Steelers were at home here, but Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that the Rams should be favored. I don't know that the Steelers or the Rams should be favored over anybody. So I think it's a tight game. So it makes me want to take the points in that sort of an environment. Uh, Probably be a lot of Steelers fans in LA at at this one. Um, What's the big thing that the Steelers needed to fix over the bye? Matt, and is it something that a bye week can fix? Health helps, but I mean, the offense, the way Pickett's playing is massive problem and it won't be fixed overnight, but it mm-hmm. might get better, simplify things a little bit. Another thing, though, that really works in the Rams' favor is the Steelers are allowing massive games to wide receivers. You know, Devontae Adams, Nico Collins. I can see Cup and Nakua just ripping them apart. Yeah, and we've seen that every week with the um, every week with the with the Rams and Stafford when he's healthy is has been able to throw the ball well. So for me, the whole key to the game is is Watt versus Stafford, right? Watt getting to Stafford can really change this game. Um, and, and real quick, BP Stafford's numbers when pressured are like at the bottom of the league. When they're clean, they're top of the league, and he's going to get pressured. Yeah, he's he's going to get pressured with that offensive line up front, um, and might uh, might throw the ball quite a bit to those wide receivers. Mm-hmm. It's hard to bet on the team that's got the worst quarterback play, though, Matt, in those Steelers. Um, oh, one more close. question for you on the Steelers specifically, fantasy-wise. What does Deontay Johnson coming back do to not only his fantasy, um, uh, you know, his his fantasy prognostication, and then the uh, the other guy who's had Pickens, a nice yeah. run, Pickens, while he's been out, looking like a number one. Do you want either one of these guys on your on your DFS team or on your fantasy team the rest of the year? Well, I'm not sure this offense can feed all their mouths, you know, including Fryermuth and Najee and all those guys. But I would say Pickens and Deontay are both wide receiver threes now. <sighs> kind of like the Rams now that I think about this one a little bit more. Uh, yeah. I'm going to bet on the good quarterback play. It's only a field goal in their house. I'm going to take the Rams. All right. How about Thursday nighter? We got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints made our top five defenses in the NFL on yesterday's show, Matt, one of our mailbag questions. And the Jaguars come into New Orleans with an injured quarterback at this point. Looks like a game-time decision on whether or not Trevor Lawrence is going to play, but good news that it wasn't uh, a major injury. He avoided some, some catastrophic major injuries, and he says he feels good about being able to play this week, but we won't know maybe until game time on on Trevor Lawrence. So what does that do to you with the Saints favored by one right now? I like New Orleans here. I just think their defense keeps it close. I could see the t- really tough place to play, going to be super loud. The Lawrence injury, playing or not, is enough for me to lean towards the Saints and what I expect to be an even game with Lawrence. And the, the line will change a lot once that's announced. And so if you think Lawrence is either not going to play or you think he's not going to be 100% when he plays – then I think it's smart to jump on uh, jump on the Saints early, which we're going to do here, not knowing whether or not uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to play. So I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, I, I like uh, it. And I just think it's a low-scoring game. Uh, I think too. the Jaguars defense has kind of been underrated this year and has played really good football. So ugly, physical, low-scoring game, two good defenses, injured quarterback. Give me, uh, give me the, give me, uh, give me like the Norm. Saints yeah, yeah. with a healthy quarterback. Yeah, me too. Me too. Now, if I know that. If I if this was 100% healthy, Lawrence, I would probably lean to the Jaguars. Would you? Uh, close. I think they're kind of due for a letdown, and I just think 
primetime game in New Orleans is a tough challenge for any team. All right. We're both taking the Saints on this one. That? And there's our six pack of picks for week seven. We'll come back Friday and make all the rest of our picks for all the rest of the week seven games, including the prime timers right here on Peacock and Williamson.